You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl. And we've got less than a month now, my friend, to the end of the 2018-2019 Premier League season. And let's be honest, we've got two tremendous races now. We have a race for the title, who's going to win this thing at the end of the season, and a race for the top four. Relegation, not so much in this podcast. We are focusing now at this point in the season in this show on those two big races and Sunday Robbie Earl mm. we've got a chance to see both teams uh, Man City first of all away yeah. at Crystal Palace and then Liverpool at home against Chelsea their most difficult remaining fixture mm. of the season and I've got to say Rob just in general first I thought it was a super Sunday yeah. I thought it was an excellent yeah. advert for these two outstanding teams they've mm. been outstanding all the way through the season tremendous records tremendous points tallies right now and it, it continues to be fascinating how these two teams Rob they're winning but they're doing it in such different yeah. styles and different ways with different energy about the games it's quite remarkable let's start at Sellers Park yeah. Crystal Palace 1 Man mm. City 2 what did you think? Business as usual, Mr. Musto. <laughs> Calm, clinical, efficient, almost emotionless. I mean, I, I said mm. to Rebecca in the broadcast, let's have one of them sellers' proper experiences for City. Let, let's find out how good they are. And do you know what I've, what I've learned, Rob? And I think we've hinted at it and maybe spoke when, when we, we've been away from, from studio and that. Possession eases pressure. If you have the football, as much as Manchester City have the football, you almost feel like your destiny is in your own hands. That you're not on, on the edge of your seat. That You're not even thinking. I mean, Ryan Sterling, like, we'll talk about him and his, his, his quality contribution in his, his finishing now that, that's outstanding. But just in terms of having the ball, Rob, even at 2-1, you, you never really thought that Palace were, were ever going to get back in the game. And, and there's just a methodical way and, and where I'm scratching my head a little bit Rob on, on this is that Manchester City have got five games, games to go you cannot win a Premier League title or we haven't seen Premier League titles won I know City went ran away with it last year but in, in, in this kind of race where every team you know the league's better and teams are better mm. surely there's got to be some drama somewhere. surely we've got yeah. to be on our edge of seat even when yeah. they lose games they, they dominate possession yeah. No, I, listen, I think there will be some drama. Mm. I, I really do. I mean, I, I know both teams have, have looked that, great. So somebody has counter-attack. You think somebody can hurt them by not having as much ball and, and hurting them with a counter? Yeah, I do. I mean, uh, you said there that they, they get safety and they defend with the ball, and they yeah. do. Yeah. But they can't have the ball all the time. And yes, they were in control of this game. Mm. And, and there was a little bit of a wobble at 2-1. Mm. Um, but City found that extra goal. Well, yeah. It was a wobble for about you know, two or three minutes. Yeah. It, there was a little bit of pressure being on there. Mm. Um, so, of course, possession is the way that they do it. Just quickly on that, though. Anytime they do give the ball away or there's turnovers and Palace comes forward or any other team, for mm. that matter, come forward, I do get a, you know, I do get a sense that City don't... <sighs> 
they're not they're, they don't look safe they look vulnerable that's the best word they don't they think they look vulnerable when they concede possession and it mm. goes the other way and i know their defensive record is very good yeah, i'm yeah. still just not convinced that a team in the last remaining games now for, for these two and, and this you know once they conceded one goal here yeah. um, that, that a team could score and they could drop a point and th- that's where I, I, I worry a little bit about cities is they do look that they're not a great defending team when they have to defend they, their record well, they is very good because they have the ball maybe yeah I know I know but when so, so exactly mm. so they defend with the ball now when they haven't got the ball you know, which, which, of course, in the remaining games might not be that much, but mm. I still think when teams go forward, they kind of look like giving them a, giving them a yeah, problem. I don't get that sense, I have to admit. Uh, in all honesty, I know what you mean, and at times you think, well, you know, the good you teams that we secure. talk about intensely. I don't think they look that easy to break down, Rob. I think they work so hard to win the ball back when they lose it, first of all, and we know that press, we know at times yeah, they tactically is, foul, is, we know yeah. all those things that stop you getting to the last third. But yeah, because they don't want you in that yeah, last third. Yeah, That's the possibly. last resort for them. And I don't think you said there that they don't look like they're getting bro- broken down. That's not really that's not really the point, is it? They don't they don't sit in to get broke down. They just they they like you said they have this amazing yeah. counter press, right? Mm-hmm. Which we we should yeah. mention because Correct. that I think you it's mentioned ridiculous. on the broadcast, yeah. Rob. It's the first thing I wrote down. I mean, it's so good. It's that, uh, they're so quick. They win the ball back mm-hmm. as if like. Oh God! Yeah, we've given the ball away. Uh, this could be a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Panic! Emergency stations. <laughs> they win the ball back, right? And that's so good. If they don't win it, this. no, no. I, I just I'll hear you. Yeah. And maybe that's a bit of a stretch to say that. Yeah. But they they want it back very quickly. Mm, okay. And if they don't win it back, they'll foul. Now, if they if they don't win it back and they don't get a foul or whatever, yeah. I just think they look vulnerable, Rob. And I know that he's got this this system with fullbacks tucking yeah. midfield to protect the counter attack and all that. So there's insurance mechanisms in there. And of course, for the most part, it works out. I just, I just, unless, I'll tell you what it is. They were 1-0 up, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, right, City, if they, if they want to be comfortable in this game, they've got to get another goal. Yeah. I, don't, I don't trust them at 1-0. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't trust them at one nil because there's a counter-attacking goal yeah. it, 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 that they concede. It's just there's just one there, I think. And, and would you and trust what, them more than so? You would say Liverpool are better in in, yes. in that, would you? Defensively, yeah. Mm, and I know the I trust Liverpool. I know the record's better, and and that some you know these two goals difference between the two. Uh, if it's one nil, if it's, it's one nil, right? Yeah. If you're looking at Liverpool one nil up, yeah. and there's 15 minutes to go, and it's a bit open. I think I'm 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 more feel secure with Liverpool than I would with Man City. With City, I'm thinking you got to score another goal because you look like th- that something mm. might happen. In this game, it did happen. Yeah. They scored. City, um, Palace got a goal, two-one. Yeah. But of course, the second and the third goal is what mm. makes City outstanding. Yeah. That if they do concede, they got they all these goals in goal. them. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's where the strength that they have, maybe more so than Liverpool. But Liverpool's mm. defense is so much better, in my opinion. So, yeah, I, I just. I just wanted to mention that, but I, yeah, I did want to point. stress. I don't see it as well, and maybe it's something I'll look for in the next five games. And certainly against Spurs coming up, the Premier League games coming up against Spurs and Man United yeah. might be yeah. those kind of teams with that quality yes. in the counter-attack. They, they can hurt them. I know, obviously, mm. Spurs, there's no Harry Kane now, but we, we've seen mm. a young man's son, Lucas Moura, uh, in the form that he's in, hat-trick at the weekend. It, it could be the kind of thing. Let's talk about the goals, though. Let, let's talk about Raheem Sterling again, Rob, because th- th- this guy needs... I mentioned 17 Premier League goals now, tied fourth uh, in the Golden Boot. Uh, Virgil van Dijk said if he was voting, and obviously you can't vote for anybody in your same team for Player of the Year, he said he'll give it to Raheem Sterling. Mm. Just let's talk about his rise, Rob. 
on and off the field, you, you listen to his interviews now, he seems a, a different person. He, he, he's a little bit broader with, with his thoughts, a little bit more thoughtful with what he's saying. His game's developed to the point where he misses a first chance early in the game, but, he, but he's, he's, he's touching, his, his confidence in front of goal is growing. This, is, this has been some rise by, by an English player. It has, and his managers helped him massively, mm. in my opinion. Um, I think we had this conversation a few weeks ago where where he was asked about what's changed, and he said goals, 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 as if his managers drilled into him the the uh, with the talent that he's got yeah. and the position that he is in the team, the these high forwards that that Pep allows to stay high for the most part. He wants production from these guys, and that's what's brought Raheem Sterling's game to another level. Now Sterling, Rob. He's all about end product. Mm. He's all about getting in the box when it's coming in from the other side. He's all about getting in behind to, to, to assist and to create, create and pull back for other people. And that's what's changed. He's got this ruthless mental kind of determination now to score goals. Not, 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 I'm not comparing and whatever, but can you remember when Cristiano Ronaldo was at United? Yeah. And it was all kind of his wide play and it was a yeah, lot of tricks and skills and stuff like that. Overs, yeah. And then Sir Alex Ferguson mm. kind of moulded him, wedged him into like, oh, listen, you've yeah. you got to score goals. Good, yeah. And he changed his game from, from a fancy winger mm. who doesn't really think his job is to score, score all the goals, yeah, yeah. but say, well, no, why not? you got to get more. And that's what Ryan Sterling's done, Rob. So full marks to him. I mean, his first chance, you know, looked an easy chance. Yeah. He, he didn't get it. He then scores, you know, soon after that. Minutes, yeah. um, just, I mean, it's a great ball from Kevin De Bruyne, by the way. Lovely. Yeah. And again, in that little slot that we talk about where City try and get in behind, mm-hmm. and it was a really good finish. So you're absolutely right. I mean, if City win the title, <clears throat> I mean, he's, he'll be player of the year, won't he? Yeah, should be. Or, you know, if he doesn't win the players' play, he'll, he'll get the football writers. Let's just also talk about Kevin De Bruyne because he's had his moments, hasn't he? I, I got the sense there was a time that maybe him and Pep maybe had a, a few words in the season. He's been plagued with injuries, not had that run of form. Mm. Just at the right time of the season for Manchester City, he looks mm. like he's bang on the money. I mean, he's passing Rob, he, he, mm. his movement, his quick thinking, his tactical play. Could be huge for, for, for City going in, you know, three trophies still to, to, to aim for. Yeah, that's obviously a massive positive. And, you know, he said, it was a couple of weeks ago, that he, he doesn't feel that he can get back to his best before the end of the season because of the, the injury layoffs or whatever. But he looked fan- fantastic and his passing, of course, is as good as ever. Jesus comes on for, for Sergio Aguero and scores a goal. Mm-hmm. Fernandinho has another injury. Yeah, not sure I what thought... that was. They, they think he might <coughs> be back for the game against Spurs. OK, uh, I'll tell you what. Ilkay Gundogan. Yeah. Some player, you know, it's a player that we don't really, mm. many don't really focus on. Yeah. He played as the holding player, of mm. course, with David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne at either side. I thought Gundogan, Rob, was excellent. Was excellent. Was good. He used right. the ball very, 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 very well. He was in the right spot defensively to hook the ball clear yeah. on a couple of occasions. Yeah, he did. I think he's got better. Mm. And, and, you know, we all know how important Fernandinho is. But but I thought Gundogan, wow, he doesn't have to use the ball well. He's a better he's a better passer than Gundogan. He's more reliable. He can manoeuvre it better. He makes better decisions. I think he's a better footballer than Fernandinho. But of course, you need Fernandinho yeah. for for the tougher games that they've got coming up. I just wanted to give him a mention, Rob. Yeah, I and, thought and he was apparently he hasn't game. signed a contract yet, has he? You, 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 no. you talk about him. We, we when we were going through the, you know, we have to pick our man in the matches with twenty minutes to go, and I sort of said Gundogan's in there. You know, he's just done the kind of things that are not that eye catching. They don't they catch a camera as much, but. Yeah. If we had time to put four or five clips of, of good 
defending, covering people, making sure he's in the right spot and that. He, mm. he did a really good, smart job because, as we know, Fernandinho is a man that the two games they lost in December back-to-back against Leicester and Crystal Palace, um, I was saying that December time, Fernandinho wasn't playing and mm. people often point to him being a key player, the sort of the one player that they can't replace in that team and maybe Gundogan is showing that, that he can do it in a slightly different way. Yeah, and, and you know... Bernardo Silva, Rob, mm. comes on for David Silva. I mean, Benjamin Mendy started in this yeah, game. So, so yeah. everybody's kind of getting back again. A few little niggles. Uh, I thought Vincent Company was sound back mm. there. And just just as I watched the game, Rob, and, and this is later in the second half, I just thought, how, I mean, how hard is it to play against Man City? Mm. I remember thinking, they test you like almost every minute because they've got so much possession, because they've got so much thought uh, and creativity to try and hurt you. I just, I, I may, again, we always talk about what notes we make. Yeah. I, I wrote down like, wow, the concentration needed to play 90 minutes against Man City is, in, is off the charts, by the way. It's off the charts. wan Saka has a very difficult job. He's flat out to keep in, in touch with his guy. You've got midfield players running off him, coming into the spaces. I just think the way that they play and the control that they have in possession enables them to, to pepper you from wide areas to in between the lines to getting, getting taken on from dribbles uh, all over the park for having to concentrate when De Bruyne has got the ball because if you're a centre-back, mm. is he going to put it slap over my head? Through. Is he going to slap it through along the ground? I mean, it, it's incessant. Bernardo Silva looking to play one-twos. I just thought, flipping out, I, I'm, we haven't seen a team that because say, of the possession is so hard. The best United teams, didn't they have a little bit of this? Where you, you used to go, remember, like, you'd have headache when you used to come off the pitch because of like, their options and, you know, so maybe better individuals or better, the style of play was a bit different. But I used to remember those big games almost coming off. The, the very good Arsenal teams, you used to have a headache when you came off because you're concentrating that much and you know one little slip, one time you don't follow a runner, one time you're out of position, they're going to hurt you. Well, l- let me say this, and I'll get your take on it mm. as well. And, and I don't disagree with that, right? But, but for me, the Arsenal team, the great Arsenal team that we both played against, yeah. you worried about Perez coming in from the left-hand mm. side. You look, I look behind my shoulder, and Dennis Bergkamp's right yeah. there, and you look for Henri over the back. Mm. And the shape of the team was kind of set. Man United... Giggs, you worry about him dribbling past you on the yeah, outside crossing for the striker. Cross, yeah. You worry about crosses from David mm. Beckham. You might worry about poor skull shooting from the edge yeah. of the box. You kind of know the structure of their team and where their threats are. My point with City is, guy, it seems to it changes like mm. it's moving yeah. and you don't know where that you've got to be constantly tuned in because you've got to think, you haven't got to think, well, Beckham's on the right hand side. Let's watch the cross and Giggs is. You like you don't know what's coming up next. That, that's what I'm mm. trying to make a point. It's it's your concentration levels, and maybe you know the longer they have possession and the more game the, t- the game goes on. Of course, it, you tire the mentally you wear, wear and you switch down, yeah. off. And you're like yeah. Blimmer, he's made a run. Yeah. I haven't tracked him, and they score a goal. I, I just think it's you know we'll get as, as the season winds down, we'll get into kind of comparisons and, and, yeah, and about this team mm. and how good. Um, I, I just thought, I know it's Crystal Palace and I know that they're not that good at home and we all think they are good at home with the atmosphere and stuff. Uh, I just thought it's a little wobble for a few minutes, but other than that, I mean, the control that they have through possession, I, I thought they were very, very good on the day and, um, you know, deserved the victory. Again, like, like you said, normal service. Normal really. service resumed. And, and, and it was one of those where, listen, there's a little bit of pressure. They're playing first. They know if they don't win, Liverpool are playing Chelsea and, and Liverpool's at the top of the table could, could go clear. But 
absolutely mm. no, no problem at all. Dealt with it and, mm. and they Brilliant. move on to the next fight. Let's mm. move on then to yep. this, the second game, Liverpool-Chelsea, that I thought was just a, a, an yeah, outstanding game. game. I mean, it was nil-nil at half-time. I, I was just sitting back, like, taking a breather, yeah. mate. It, there was so much going on. There was so much... There were so many storylines, there were so many cameos, there were so many areas of the pitch you're looking at. I just thought it was, was, it was a fascinating game. Interesting, Chelsea came into that match with the false nine. Probably yep. don't, don't feel that they've got a centre-forward who they can rely on, who can no. offer pacing behind, so they, they stick Hazard there. Mm. We'll, debate, we'll debate that a little bit. But, but let's concentrate on Liverpool, because mm. for a few weeks people have saying this was the big one in, in, in the five games they've got left. Can they get past Chelsea and then we, they've got a chance in the next four of going unbeaten? They got the job done, Rob, and in some yeah. style in the end as well. Oh, I just, I just think you know we we just talked about City, Rob, and mm. rightly so. You know, you eulogise about what they do and how they play. I feel the same way for Liverpool. Yeah. I think, I think they looked. I thought they played like champions and they yeah. looked like champions to me. Yeah. They, they they got everything going mm. on. I mean, the goals we'll get to, the quality going forward, uh, defensive strength, the midfield um, kind of power, the atmosphere, the spirit, mm. the, the, the energy, yeah. the, the space mm. that they play with. I'm looking at this game and thinking, this is a champion yeah. Premier League side. It is. Yeah. Two, we've got two yeah. champions Correct. playing right now. I remember that, Becca that, asked that me good. the question after, who deserves it? She was trying to get me, you know, how she's, she's going to get me on emotion. And yeah. I said, at the moment, Beck, we, Beck, we, we have to give two, you know, that was a performance of a title-winning team. Now, Correct. that doesn't Absolutely. mean they'll win the title, but yeah. that was a performance yes. of a title-winning team. That's how best I could say it. It's interesting, Rob, because I just want to go back to about two or three weeks ago when we were talking and you said Liverpool are in there, but a couple of things have to happen. Goals Mm. from midfield. Firmino has to start finding goals. And Mo Salah, little Mo, has to... Probably in three weeks, Bob, yeah. those things have all started yeah. to happen, haven't they? They have. They've all kind of come together. Yeah. Jordan Henderson's getting forward, obviously involved in both goals, one with a chip, one with a run. Yeah. We're seeing Firmino play, playing as well Much again better. as he's well, and, and the goals. And the little man, by the way, has come up with two special moments when we need. Now, and now all of a sudden you feel he's back in that groove. We, we said on the last show, Rob, the Liverpool, by the way, might find it again. They mm. might find that magic mm. again, that spark and that, yeah. that, that, that brilliant invention and quality going forward. They're doing it. Yeah. They're doing it, which has to be exciting. This is a difficult game. I just thought Liverpool, Rob, and I looked around the team, I, I thought every player is doing his job. Mm. Every player. And the most impressive part for me was in the second half, they got the second goal. Yeah. And Hazard had, had those chances straight afterwards, right? Which was a bit of like, yeah, Liverpool just seemed to freeze yeah, for a yeah, few minutes. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay, but after that, after mm. those chances, they absolutely stayed on the front foot. They absolutely continued to attack. They absolutely pinned Chelsea in, and there was absolutely no sign of nerves or no. we're 2 nil up. No. Let's sit back, get behind the ball. Let's see this out, which I'm telling you, we've seen many a team do, do you that. Know so was brilliant during that period. Well, the two people I thought were brilliant during that period, and, and it's interesting you mention that, because after the, the things, Van Dijk was, was starting and have a go with the bat for you. He had a little pop at Mark yeah. to get on his toes. Tell you were brilliant at that time. Fabinho and Henderson. Right. Yeah. Almost took hold of the game and started yeah. to pass the ball again and get yeah. the rhythm and almost say, calm down, guy. I thought the two of them were brilliant in the middle. For about 10 minutes when the game was in the balance, mm. I thought they completely got everything back, back, back on track. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that, that goes to mentality and the, and all this kind of garbage has been, been said about, you know, feeling the nerves, mm-hmm. no nerves. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's not, no. there's not nerves yeah. when, when you continue to attack. Because in some ways that can be risky, yeah. but they did it in a safe way. James Milner comes into the game. I mean, I just think James Milner, when he, when he came into the match, I think it was like 77th minute or yeah. something. You, you, again, to your, to your Henderson, to your Fabinho mm. point, and to the last game when he came on and made a difference, they're the guys that yeah. ex- are exactly the sort of pros you want to come yeah. on and just to maintain whatever needs to be maintained, whether it's staying on the front foot, whether it's defending, whether it's tracking runners, whether it's defending for the team. Those guys absolutely do it. I just, I just thought they were brilliant. I thought Liverpool were absolutely brilliant against a, a, a good opponent, by the way, yeah. that, that were trying their very, very best. And Chelsea are good mm. when everybody Chelsea wants Chelsea wanted it. to come and upset, didn't they? They wanted to they come did. and upset. Absolutely, put put us ban them in the works and, and do what they have to do, and there's no doubt. We, and I said to Bex about the, the players who played out there and everybody who's kicked a ball. I tell you, who deserves a lot of credit is Jurgen Klopp, mate. He has yeah. handled this yeah. thing yeah. brilliantly yeah. to this point. Yeah. Yeah, to absolutely. this point, he's handled things brilliantly. Yeah. And it was really interesting when he was asked after the game, "How do you feel that his teams dealt with the pressure?" Because this was his response. I don't know, and I don't care, actually. We, we, we see it game by game. What we want to do is to collect as many points as possible. Really, I don't know what is now, 85, four games to play, means 97. Good, let's try. Let's try that. And if that's enough, perfect. And if not, we cannot change it. And this, by the way, on this point, we can finally close the slipping book. Huh? Robbo slipped <laughs> and nothing happened, so it's not a Liverpool thing. Done. <laughs> really, really yeah, you're absolutely oh. right. You're absolutely right. I mean, from pick, picking a team, for making mm. the right subs, and yeah. to handling the press. Yeah. I mean, remember that he has. He's a, he's he's won before. Yeah, you know, he's, he's won titles. titles. He's won cups. He, he's, he's been. He's got over the line, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. And um, you know how he's handled every situation. And I think before we move on, we have got to talk a bit more about Mo Salah, Rob, because his mm. situation has been kind of. A little bit up and down yeah. during the season. I mean, his numbers, by the way, are still absolutely fantastic yeah. in terms of goal scoring. 19, and he might yeah. he might end up with a bit of golden boot. boot. Again, yeah. But there was times in the season where he had to move him from the right to a centre forward position. You know, he allowed him to stay high on the right. He's kind of chopped and changed his system yeah. to get the best out of him. And you've got to give Jurgen Klopp credit for that. Yeah. For, for keep finding a way because I think he he knew that Mo Salah's goals were going to be absolutely critical. Yeah. And what a goal, by the way, Rob. Oh. What what a goal <laughs> that is! I mean, from that distance, by the way, it's a long way out. Yeah, and that angle, and it, it didn't go in the very top corner. The power that he generated on that, I mean, you know, it's a contender for goal of the season yeah. for what how important it was and for the situation. I just thought, wow, what a, what an incredible yeah. goal that was! And it's that credible, it's that X factor that he can bring that can take yeah. Liverpool to that. That, that that's yeah. the difference. It was really interesting because we had um, an interview on on the, on the show where Jamie Redknapp spoke to Mo Salah after the game, and he and he mm. said something that I thought was really really important. When Jamie said, "You know, as the ball's coming to me, to you, what you're thinking?" and he said, "I didn't think, I just felt." And I thought that, mm. that stood out to me because I felt over the last month yeah, or so, he's been, he's been overthinking, he's been trying mm. too hard, he's thinking about being the golden boot winner. I just felt it was almost like, and, and you're right in saying, Jurgen Klopp, I thought, went back to most stay wide on the right, which is where he stays. And they took the game out to him, and from there he played his, the game we saw the most Salah of last season. They didn't change the system. He didn't play too narrow. He didn't come in off his off his line too much. Mm. Most times he got the ball, he was he was touched to to the to the uh, the touch line, yeah. and then he'd come inside and 
plays his combination play with Firmino, get runs on the outside, you know, get Trent Alexander on the overlaps. I just thought it was a little bit like, let's not th- overthink this thing, boys. Let's go back to being natural footballers. Mm-hmm. And when Mo Salah's a natural footballer, yeah. he's another level. Yeah, I mean, I looked at the end of the game. The whistle goes, Rob, and you see Jurgen Klopp, yeah. you know, this this amazing punch in the air, yeah. like, like that it's just natural to him mm. and he's, he went right in front of the cop and did it and everything else. I sort of thought to myself, no one's going to stop him. No one's going to stop him. They, they, they're winning games yeah. in all sorts of different scenarios, yeah. by hook or by mm. crook, whether it's a little bit of fortune, whether it's great finishing, whether somebody pops up with a midfield goal. Or I, I just look at them and I think, wow. I'm not sure anybody's stopping getting in their way. Now, whether they'll go and win it, yeah. you know, whether City can, can win all their games, I think Liverpool will find a way to win them all. I do. Yeah. I, it's, it's just funny, hard isn't it? to... Because yeah. you're, you're right. At the end of that game yesterday, and, I, and again, I said, I think I feel better as a Liverpool player than I would a Man City player. Man City have got the, the destiny in their own hands. There's something that's, that feels good about Liverpool beating Chelsea in the four games to go and that... 97 points is, is going to be... Now, if for any reason 97 points and they don't win the title, for any reason City go through and beat United and beat Spurs and, and Liverpool mess mm. up somewhere, you mm. know what? City deserve it. But right now, where yeah. we are, it yeah. feels like there's a... Liv- and I don't know why, because City or City, yeah. the way they're playing, the efficiency, the goals, the, all the things that, that, that should put City in front. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just, yeah. Again, finally on this... I tell you what it is. You said you'd be more confident as a Liverpool player. I'll tell you why. Why I would feel more confident is because even the last few weeks, right? I, I would think if I'm a Liverpool player, we can we can in any scenario that's thrown at us, we can win. You know, whether it's Southampton where they're struggling a little bit, whether it's Spurs where it's a late goal to find a way to win. Yeah. You know, whether it's Chelsea, it's going to be a difficult match. Yeah. It, it, I think they must go on the field thinking whatever happens, whether they sc- the other team score first yeah. or whatever happens, we have got it in our in our squad of players and our manager over there that we're going to find a way to win. I mean, stunning one loss all season. Yeah. What is it? What are they going to finish on? Rob, is it ninety five points or something like that? Or- somebody made a brilliant point today. By the way, they could lose the league to the one team that beat them that would have made them centurions in points. Because they would have get a hundred points if City hadn't have beaten them. If they end up at ninety-seven Ugh. and not win the title, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, ninety-seven. Yeah, yeah, they can get ninety-seven. They have, if they hadn't lost to City, they could have got. It would have been a hundred oh, right. points. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. would have made them centurions, and that one game might stop them not only winning the title, might stop them being uh, yeah. centurions as well. But it's um, it's certainly going well for for yeah. Jurgen Klopp and his team, and, and against a Chelsea team that definitely came to uh, put Span in the works, but weren't quite good enough on the day. And let's talk a little bit about Chelsea, Rob, before we take a break, because we'll, we'll talk about that race for fourth. And while Chelsea went there to upset Liverpool's title um, challenge, we know there's a little bit of animosity between the two clubs over the mm. years from the Mourinho days, etc., mm. etc., and the mm. Gerrard slip. The false nine, Rob, was, was mm. I have to say, not that surprising to me, for me, because no, I'd said me. on, 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 on uh, this week earlier... I just don't think he fancies any of the centre forwards in in that kind of game. Now, Eddie Nazar played up there. Yep. Didn't I didn't think played particularly well. They move him into the to the left hand position, and then within ten minutes, he's had two great chances and could have brought Chelsea back into the game. Yeah, I mean, I think considering the game, considering that it's away from home at Anfield, you know, I think a quick front three. 
is, is, is not a bad way yeah, to go. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Olivier Giroud, what's he going to do? Yeah. What, what's he and Higuain going to do? They're going to battle Van with the Dijk two centre backs. Van Dijk would love that Yeah, he's going to eat yeah. them up. Yeah. What Van Dijk and, and Matip don't mm. really want is a sharp, some quick forwards to run in. So I, I got that. Yeah, and by the absolutely. way, when Gonzalo Higuain came on, Rob, he looked, he looked like a frail old man who's, who's like 38. Give him a break. Give him a uh, break. You, come on. Let, let's tell the truth. It, it, it's short term. They, they, Chelsea, as big as they are, need a long-term solution to their centre-forward. I mean... I mean, he might be the most unmobile striker the Premier League's seen for many years. Seriously, and I and I and I and I know him. And I really yeah. like him. He's he's talented. He makes clever runs. He's skillful. He's a good finisher. But but in this league, you, this league's brutal, isn't it? This league yeah, is brutal. You've got to have a bit more up. physicality yeah. around. So, yeah. you know, mm. that isn't working out. I mean, Callum Hudson Adore in Loftus Cheek, good, brilliant. You know, magnificent. They, they deserve to start the game. Yeah. And I thought Loftus Cheek in midfield did well. Did okay, yeah. Callum Hudson-Odoi, you know, it's not awful if we say he wasn't up to it no. or he was... Passed a, a, him by a little way. bit. The it game did. passed him by. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he couldn't influence the game. And that's part of his learning. Yeah. Now, but, but it's still the right call to play him in yeah, this game. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's got to get through these games. He's got to get yeah. through these moments. He's got to learn yeah. and understand absolutely. and find a way. And that's what's going to happen, Rob, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. He said, he's going to come in a little bit, mm-hmm. he'll have a couple of games, and we'll sit out again, and somebody else will come in. He'll get, and, and that's how you learn and you develop. So it's just a, a little bit of a, you know, I mean, to be fair, I mean, what a game that is Liverpool away with Liverpool's team right now. Yeah. Um, but he, he, he struggled a little bit, I thought, from that right side to mm. really affect the game. Yeah, I'd agree. And elsewhere, I thought, you know, David Luiz and, and, and Rudiger, yeah, obviously the Rudiger injury, yeah, the Rudiger injury was, was a bit of a blow. Christiansen's come in now. We'll have to see what happens to Rudiger on, on, on that side. Emerson and Aspilicueta. It just kind of showed me over, over a few years, Rob, how the power changes. Chelsea no longer are at the same level as Liverpool. Mm. And, and they've got an interesting summer, depending mm. on whether Eddie Nazard stays in this transfer ban and know they're appealing it. Mm. They've got an interesting next few windows and, and summer coming up in terms of where this football club go. Mm. There's some mm. rumours in, in the press today. I heard that, that Abramovich is, is possibly maybe looking to sell the club. They talk about some US uh, owners who, who, who might be interested in buying. Mm. I just think it's a real transition period for this football club in terms of mm. what's the next three to five years going to look like for Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, just just when I watched the, the game in the first half, I just thought they were up for it. I thought the yeah. energy was high, the mm-hmm. focus, the, the determination sure. levels were absolutely right. You don't always get that, no. which smacks to your point of, you know, this this group now, and, and the manager said it, hasn't he, a few times a few months ago, that it, it, the motivating this group is not easy. So there's got to be changes. There will be some transition. I'd love to see a younger Chelsea, Rob. Yeah. I, I really would. Yeah. Um, and, and I think I'd like to see, and again... Maybe a lot of lot of people out there will disagree. I'd like to see the manager continue. I, I just, I don't what? get. Do you know what, Robin? And it's interesting. You 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 talked about um, Higuain when he yeah, came but, up. When when sorry did his interview after the game. He sort of said like, "We're tired. We're tired. His players are tired." And some some just I don't know. And I'm, and I might be wrong here, but. Jurgen Klopp is a perfect fit. You talked about it. It's not false. It, it, he is who he is, and he's a mm. brilliant fit for Liverpool Football Club. Mm. Richo Sarri doesn't get me the same way for Chelsea. I've got to be honest. He, mm. 
What is not... it the style of play? Do you see Chelsea as more of a pragmatic, a counter-attacking team? Yeah, a little bit, and I just don't think it's who they are. I just don't think it's a good, it's a natural fit. And I'm not saying he's by any means a bad uh, manager because I actually like some of the stuff he does and the mm. possession that he tries to play. Yeah. I just don't. He hasn't quite got the oomph for me for the, for that football club. That who yeah. Chelsea are, that they they stand their chests up and you know they're Chelsea and and what they've had in the past and who they want who they want to be and how they want to play. I I'd be surprised if he's there after the summer. I've got to be honest. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, of course it could happen. Particularly if they don't finish in the top four. Yeah, uh, it's just like okay, another manager. I, <laughs> At some point, Rob, haven't they got... Maybe this isn't the guy. Maybe this isn't the guy. Mm. But at some point, don't they have to appoint a manager? Correct. Particularly in a, in a period of transition where things aren't going... They aren't going to win a lot. So, you know, let's not put the guy under pressure because we know it's a transition. We know there's, there's young players that he wants to bring in. Whether it's him or whether it's not him, yeah. Rob. I, I just... The, the, the club needs a bit of stability yeah, now. They, they, they've won a lot of success on the back of, of, of a lot of brilliant champion players now that have drifted away from the yeah. football club and now they're still a very good squad but they're not where they were because of the players that's left Ed Nazard probably going to go if they can mm. find a way to keep him then brilliant but I don't think that's going to happen and, and it's going to be a difficult little period again we'll see what happens with the transfer window ban whether they can get that overturned in time um, but yeah it's going to be a difficult period I just like his football I like mm. that he's got a plan yes there's a few things that that look a little odd at times and yes he's too stubborn in certain situations um, but yeah I wouldn't mind seeing him continue I, I think the football is something that the Chelsea fans would like more than the pragmatic counter-attacking defence first uh, which has won a lot of stuff yeah. but I don't know maybe, maybe I'm wrong maybe the, the Chelsea fans would prefer somebody different um, in a period of transition we'll have to wait and see yep we'll see if Chelsea can make it into that top four interesting summer at Stamford mm. Bridge we're just going to take a break now and get a message from our sponsors then we'll return to talk about the fight for fourth who gets in and who misses out It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late to find yourself at a railway crossing, waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you can feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't. Ever. Trains are often going faster than you expect them to be, and they can't stop. Even if the engineer hits the brakes right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop. By that time, what used to be your car is just a crunched hunk of metal. And what used to be you, well, better not even think about that. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop even if it sees you. The result is disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on its way. And you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. Okay, Robbie Earl, so let's move on to the other teams involved in this race for the top four. Manchester United, a home game against West Ham. Now, we know that there's some injuries at United and there's lots of changes defensively. Um, mm -hmm. But Martial and Jesse Lingard were back in the side when Mata played in his preferred number 10 position. 4-2-3-1 for Manchester United. And they found a way to win. Yeah. But, wow. They didn't... They, <laughs> I, I was really surprised at how little they possess the ball how yeah. little they look yeah. like they and I know all the changes I know that's not easy but at, at home at Old Trafford against West Ham that have been a very up and down side I expect them to control the game more to pass the ball more to get those front players 
on the front foot more to get him attacking a lot more. Lukaku involved more. Martial running at fullbacks more. Lingard making for uh, runs from that right hand side. Um, did you? I mean, were you in any way impressed? I mean, the three—it's all about three points right three, now. We right, get yeah, that. absolutely results, three points, making sure they're part of that because it was basically we were kind of getting to must win. It was a five-point gap to uh, at one point before the game. If they hadn't won this game, Rob, we were talking about serious difficulty in making yeah. it to the top four, and obviously the second leg against Barcelona. In terms of the football, in terms of, of the things you're talking about, the possession, the, the build-up, the, the the attacking opportunities. Not very good. No. Not not very yeah. good. And, and to be fair to Wally, after he came out and said, listen, West Ham were the better team. But I kind of pose, I kind of pose a question to Carl and, and was saying that we've seen the Mourinho United and that was what it was and not great to watch. We saw the Oli United come in, you know, fireworks, the honeymoon good football, period. the honeymoon. Now we're seeing some not great football in all honesty in the last four or five I mean they've lost four of the last five in all competitions are, are Manchester United somewhere between that honeymoon mm, I period I think they probably and, are is this, is this Man yeah. United settling a little bit I, I, I think it is right to the answer the question mm. um, but it is a little bit Difficult to be conclusive on that because of all the injuries. In, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but all clubs have injuries, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, I'm changing my mind a little bit on it. But but I expect them to be better than that. I mean, the the the, the, the middle of the park with Fred and yeah. Paul Pogba. Yeah. Now I know it's a little bit different for Pogba mm. because of the system and stuff. He had to be, but at times they were wide open. They were, it was yeah, wide yeah, open yeah. in there. Uh, and you well, know, Pog was not that disciplined, <clears throat> is he? In all well, honesty. which is which, which, which we is... go back to your question. Mm-hmm. So, so Mourinho saw these issues, yeah. and he and he ticked off poor Pog, but sat him on the bench because he didn't do his defensive responsibilities. He didn't always like Martial because he was inconsistent. And the the truth is, it is in between. Martial yeah. isn't a brilliant, brilliant player all the time. Paul Pogba isn't the complete central uh, central mm. midfield player, and, and and we're getting a little bit back to the back to the norm ish. Mm. Um, there's no question, you know what what uh, the manager, new manager, done at the start was remarkable, and getting these guys back at their best was brilliant. And then we saw what this squad's capable of, but it's not all great, it's not all roses, and it's not all that, that, that they don't need help because they do need help. And I think what you're seeing now in these recent weeks, and maybe to the end of the season, that there has got to be some changes, Robbie Earl. And yeah. maybe Mourinho was right on certain players that need help or they need changing in their positions. And, and you know, another example in this game, and, and um, was it Van Hal that said just a couple of weeks ago that, that he's not impressed with United at the moment? Yeah, all they are yeah. is, is the same as Mourinho, but they're just winning a few more games and, 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 and counterattacking a little bit better. So there are problems. I still think even now, <clears throat> the appointment of Oligon Solskjaer was too quick. Was too quick. Mm. If they knew now, Robbie Earl, would yeah, we get? Would, 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 would you get the yeah. job? It's a really good question. Well, you go back to. Are you happy? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. In all honesty, I think absolutely not. Answer. Probably not. But they are where they are now. They, they've made that call. They, they've decided to, to have, have make that decision. And listen, at the end of the day, put two Paul Pogba penalties was, was enough to get the three points. Not every day, not every week, you're going you're to play well. But I think the the thing for Ollie is that. If this is if this is what settling to something like normality, then they're going to be it's a long a big way, job. They're going to be a long <laughs> way away. There's a lot of change, and I've just looked at the fixtures, Rob. So the next four fixtures are Barcelona away in the Champions League. They go Everton away in the Premier League, Manchester City home in the Premier yeah, League, big game, Chelsea yeah. at home, home in the mm. Premier League. 
that's by then we we will know, and by then we'll know how big a job Ollie's going going to have this summer, and how much money it's going to take to get this team right because it needs surgery, mate. Uh, I think yeah. one time we we spoke earlier season, didn't we? And you were saying, you know, this team shouldn't need major surgery with with the names it's got. I think we, we we're learning maybe it does, maybe yeah. it does. Yeah, I don't know about major surgery, but definitely surgery. And and you're getting a you're getting a and a very inexperienced surgeon to to, to do mm. it, Rob. Yeah, that's good. And, and that's the concern, yeah, like yeah. because you know w- with somebody like Mauricio Pochettino, his course and distance, he's done it before. He's gone into a, a football club and sifted out some of the the stuff that wasn't good enough. He developed the younger players, brought them in, and made a new Spurs. And my goodness, if he wasn't the perfect fit to go in there and try and make a new United with the experience of all the Premier League and recruiting at this level, not that they bought a lot of players, but do you know what I mean? Mm. You've got a guy going in there that, that with no director of football, it's all his calls on, on, on his scouting network or whatever it is. My goodness, like on you go, mate, all the best. And listen, fair play. If he can make success of this from this uh, stage where he's got to get rid of a lot of players, he's got to bring a lot of new ones in. Wow, that's difficult for a guy that was manager of Cardiff City and Mulder in Norway. And, and that's what, for me, and that's why this drop-off is just, okay, it is a big job. It is more of a transition maybe than people expected mm. in his first 13, 14 games or whatever. And, and this guy now has, has this task of putting this giant of a football club slowly back together again. And that's not easy. So yeah. good luck to him. And, and listen, he, he might finish strongly. Yeah. You know, he might finish strongly and, and get him in the top four. He's still got a good, you know, he got a good shout with the top four. They yeah. won this game. Three more points. Yes, they got some tough games coming up. They get a few of their uh, best players back into the side. Uh, here, Alexis and uh, Matic are apparently back in the squad, aren't they, for the Barcelona game this week? Right. So, a couple more yeah. bodies, you know, yeah. experienced bodies around, which which will, will do him some good. But yeah. you're right; it's it's a massive opportunity. Well, there's a massive opportunity for Solskjaer, but it's a mm. big call. He's got to put a big plan together. He's got to bring in the right players. He's got to get the right football strategy and all the things that you know, sometimes takes experienced managers two or yeah. three years to yeah. do. Yeah, he's starting afresh, and and he's going to need all the help he can get. I think all the money he can get as well to get in yeah. the right kind of players who mm. can um, move this forward. Just, so just before we move on, Rob, mm. if you're going to move on, then I think we should mention West Ham. Oh yeah, you're right. It's a good. I point. mean, West Ham, yeah. by the wow. way, didn't mm. they play well? And they got really unlucky. They yeah. had a good goal disallowed right at the start. Nothing yeah, wrong Philip with Anderson, that. Yeah. Philip Anderson's goal that scored. They had a, the, uh, David De Gea made a brilliant save later on. The the, the save yeah, from the, the, they, hit the cr- they hit the bar earlier. Can't remember who hit the shot. I, they played really, really well to get nothing out of this game. I just think they deserve a mention that they have yeah, been up and right. down. I get that. Right. Wow, they, they played. They, they played got well. some good players in that team as well, Rob. Yes. You know? they got yeah. some good players. Lanzini. We came off with a bit of a groin injury. Felipe Anderson on out. He didn't play. Um, Declan Rice had Declan another Rice. really good game middle of the park. United, I think, you know, rumored to be trying mm. to get him would be a great signing for. Um, for the Red Devils, I, I there's just a good, think there's a, there's a good base of player there, isn't it, to grow from West Ham, and they can keep hold of. And, and obviously, that's one of the things at West Ham that in the past they've tended to yeah. move big players on. But if they can keep this group together and, and, and start working, just kind of just bring a little bit more consistency to the game. So, so they're not every now and then going to throw in that that result. They go, oh, that's typical West Ham. They're, they're a, you know, certainly top ten in pushing for that seventh spot on a regular basis. Yeah, and they've got to sort out the recruitment. Mm. Jack Wilshire, Andy Carroll. I, yeah. I, I don't even want to think about what those guys could be earning. Salary, but yeah. bad decisions, by the way. Mm. Bad decisions. Don't sign injured, injury-prone players. And I, and I feel sorry for the two players concerned. I absolutely do. 
But if you're a football club, you don't sign those guys. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're on big money. Mm. So there's a little bit, again, a sifting out of some of the stuff that needs to be, you know, dropped out of the football club yeah. and new recruitment. So, yeah, I, I just think I, I'm excited to see what West Ham United, Rob, looks like next season because I really yeah. like the manager. I think he's a brilliant manager. Um and they've got some really good players there. And I think the technical style of what West Ham fans want is what he can bring. Of course, the inconsistencies have been frustrating for everybody. Yeah. But I, I just like it. I just like, I, I think yeah, compared to what West Ham United were like last year, Rob, with the mess that they were in mm. and all the changes and the protest, it's, it's so much better. So yeah. much better. Yeah, they were a better team for sure, but came away with nothing from Old Trafford. Mm. Let's talk about uh, Spurs. They were Prince-less. Uh, with Harry Kane obviously injured and looked like not going to play a game this season. But they found Lord Lucas, Robbie Musto, Lamora <laughs> coming in and um, getting a hat-trick to uh, banish all the thoughts of Kane and give a little bit more hope to, to the Spurs fans. And important game against a sort of downtrodden yeah. Huddersfield, would have to yeah. say. Victor yeah. Wanyama got the first goal and Lucas Moore with a hat-trick was, yeah. was enough. Important win, though, going into the uh, game against uh, Man City at the Etihad in yeah. the Champions League. Mm. But, you know... Mora showed us a little bit of the form that we saw at the beginning of the season when I remember the goals at Old Trafford and places where the one thing with him and, and, and Young Min Sun Mob, if they play up front, if they run away from you, you're not catching them. It's a good point. And I think that's what Spurs have without Harry Kane. They're brilliant with Harry Kane. Mm. They're, they're pretty good without him because yeah. of that. Because more mobility. And, and look, Does the game absolutely. become more? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and they've, got, they've got great pace. They've got great skill, both of them. Um, running in behind, combining... It's a good side with those two in it. Lucas Moore is an interesting one because he started the season really well. Yeah. And my son was my son's into the fantasy football, right? So he he, he gets Lucas Moore and he's like happy as anything initially. And then he, he's like, Dad, what's going on? Why is Lucas Moore's never playing? Ne- he, and then he sat on the bench for a long period of time. So Elliot sold him. <laughs> and now he's gutted because he's back in and he get the hat trick here and he looks good. I don't quite understand why he's not had more minutes. Maybe yeah. the balance, too many attacking players at mm. some point. You've got to pick from your Ericsons and for your Delis and your Sons and your, I guess, Kane will always start. Is he streaky? Is he one of them streaky guys? <laughs> I mean, his pace and his ability to run in behind and, and his kind of energy... I think it's something that just can lift a team and, and give you some some kind of different option going up front. And um, certainly against Huddersfield, who, who at the moment look, look um, obviously down and out. But you know, he gives Pochettino options uh, from now into the rest of the season. Yeah. It'll be interesting in, in this Champions League whether whether he leaves him in. He just got a hat trick. Your confidence is flying. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You think why not? I mean, it, it was a good day for Spurs on many counts. Yeah. The squad was used, wasn't it? Yeah. Walker Peters played, mm. Juan Foyt played, Juan yeah. Yama played, uh, uh, Llorente played, Oliver Skip came into the game as well. So that's a good side of it. Mm. And my biggest takeaway, Rob, <clears throat> is that the, there's so much more enjoyment. I, 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 the, the atmosphere at that stadium uh, for this game, stadium. Yeah. I, I tell you, the fans are very, very happy to be at home. Mm. I thought there was, a, there was a very good atmosphere. You know, when the Spurs go marching in, which is that, I mean, you could hear that throughout the game. They're they're creating a, almost a party atmosphere. Of course, the results now have mm. meant that the momentum is is happening straight away, which they needed to be. You know, this is going to be a very difficult place for any any team yep. uh, to come to. Momentum now for the Champions League and the top four running uh, is going to be strong. I just think that they look a happy club again, Robin. And it's tough tough to to play away from. You know your area, White Hart Lane area. Yeah. It's tough for the players and manager and the fans to keep travelling to Wembley. Um, but I just, I just thought I'd mention the atmosphere yeah. because it was loud 
and, and, and some place, isn't it? It's some place. Absolutely, and uh, at the moment they're turning into the their fortress, getting Absolutely. results there and, and scoring goals, and the fans are, are very much behind them. And Spurs are uh, ticking along nicely. They sit themselves at the moment in, in third place. Look like they've regained their poise a bit after you know the, yeah. those few games that, that they weren't quite at it, and obviously getting over the Harry Kane thing. But there is still some very good footballs, and they're still a very good team. I mean, Pep. I think it's taken back that it was Harry Kane team that he, he called yeah. it a couple of seasons ago. They're, they're, they're better than that and they deserve more respect than that. I, I, see him, I see him with a great chance on Wednesday, to be honest with you. Yeah. I see him with it's, a great chance of getting it's through. It's not done, is it? Because it's those quick players, not done, yeah. it's not done. Deli Ali, I think it's going to be okay, isn't he, Rob, with his hand? Yeah. I think he'll have a cast Soft on or whatever. Cast or something. You know, play, you've got yeah. those front players we talked mm. about that can run in behind in those transitional what moments. The City centre-backs aren't going to want, by the way. They're not, absolutely not. I, I think they've got a, a right mm. good chance. And I know City you know, very strong and they're very good and they'll be at home and et cetera, et cetera. I, I, I think this is a toss-up. I, yeah. I think it's that tight Great game of who goes through. Yeah, Absolutely great game. Looking forward to that on the midweek. Let's finish off with the, the race for top four. Let's not leave out Arsenal, who mm. went to Watford. One win in the last nine away from home in the Premier League, Arsenal. So certainly away form is going to be important. Four of their last six games are, are on the road. They got the job done in a slightly... Uh, unusual circumstances. Yep. Uh, Obama Young scores after sort of missed a goalkeeping mistake from Foster, runs the ball down and scores in. And then mm. a minute later, Troy Deeney. Interested on this one, Rob. Look to yeah. Elbow Torreira. Uh, it was seen more by the linesman than the referee. The linesman thought it was an elbow. A red card was given. What, first of all, what was your thought on the red card and then uh, the game in general? Uh, so, Kurt, so, the red card was the, the moment. That's yeah. the moment. And... I think it was the right call. Do you? I think it was the right call, Rob. If you, of course, you know we always double check the rules. If yeah. you look at the rules, it's, yeah. it's like one of them, Rob, where where a player squares up with somebody and he puts his hand on his face mm. or he pushes his face away or something. Even though that we don't think from from even recent times, but going further back, that that warrants a, a, a red, red card. card. It yeah. says clearly in the rules yeah. if you strike an opponent yeah. with your hat, your arm, it doesn't say your elbow or your hand or your fist, yeah. with your hand or arm in a striking uh, motion, that that's a red card. Yeah. Now, I get that it kind of flicked off he, he certainly made an an, uh, an action to throw his arm toward the player. Yeah. It, it glanced off briefly his shoulder into yeah. the side of his face. Um, <laughs> you risk it. You yeah. risk it. And, and, and for me, I have no problem with the red card. I can see the red card. I think it's harsh. I've got to be honest. I think it's harsh. Yeah, well, it can't but I, really I, see, I absolutely see why I give it. And I think if they appeal it, they'll lose the appeal based on, on yes. the, the, the second thing you say. that the, uh, You know, the hand or the arm... Going yeah, strikes, strikes towards the face. The face. It, 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 it yeah. fills all that criteria. And it was a silly thing to do. And I, I don't know if that's a little bit... And I, I said before, and I gave Troy Deeney a lot of praise and credit and what yeah. he does and how he plays. Does he sometimes play the tough guy? Is it, is it, I mean, why... Of course he does. He, yeah. he, he doesn't... Torreira's playing a square ball across the thing. He, there's nothing to be gained. He isn't going to stop the ball. He isn't going to affect the match. Yeah. I just felt it was a, he didn't need to do it. We did need to do it, but that's what he does. He said it himself in the interview, mm. didn't he, a few weeks ago? Yeah. That the, you whack them and you, you see if they, they're up for the yeah. game. Well, yeah. you know, it, was it the worst red card I've seen? No, it wasn't. And, and people that say it's harsh, I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe other referees might have seen that as a yellow mm. card. Again, I don't think I've had a big problem with it being a yellow, but yeah. I didn't have a yeah. problem with it being red. No, you know, the, the, the nature of throwing yeah. the arm. So you're right. I mean, he, he is a brilliant. I mean, and by the way, I mean, I mean, Watford. 
I'm going to jump back to Arsenal, but just quickly on, on Watford. Yeah. What what an effort, by the way. <laughs> With 10 men, right? Yeah. They're in the FA Cup final. Yeah. They're... they're, they're I guess they they may yeah I guess they're going for the for the best of the rest yes, maybe European, spent, yeah, European European football, football in that yeah, um, yeah. that avenue, mm. but what an effort, cool. what determination, what fight, and the and the crowd by the way I mean yeah, because of that decision it, they? they were yeah. up for it. Cool. I just were, I was mm. super impressed with credit. Uh, in, with, in, in credit in terms of what Watford did, how they approached yeah. it with 10 men down, and that Arsenal hanging on, Rob. Yeah, at the end, injury time and thro- yeah. long throw-ins and a couple of free kicks, and you're thinking, they're going to get one here. I mean, it was a brilliant tackle, actually, by Maitland-Niles that, that stopped yeah, Andre Gray yeah. to, to cover, to, to stop them getting a draw. Um, but the focus was on Arsenal. You know, we, we talked about a difficult place to go, Watford. Um, could they get uh, something on the road? The first clean sheet away from home all season, which seems a ridiculous statistic Incredible. Incredible. Uh, for, for a team like Arsenal. But a bit like Manchester United, Rob, they got the three points. They're now sitting in, in fourth place. They've got themselves in that top four. And I just think, first of all, and, 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 and I said it briefly in the book, I just think Unai Emery needs a bit of credit here, you know, yeah. by the way. Absolutely deserves a bit of credit, this guy. He makes some tough calls. He he, he builds. He puts his team out. He's honest. He, he doesn't duck questions. I think his interviews are, are spot on when, when he sees it about the game, what what, it, what how he interprets the game. Um, and I just think Arsenal are in good hands. This guy looks to me like every morning he gets up at 7am, he gets into work, he does a day's work, goes home and plans his next day. I just think they're in good, safe, honest hands, Arsenal. And they might need a little bit of patience, but given the tools... Cause you look at Liverpool, I look at City, I look at Spurs, even I look at Chelsea. In terms of quality, they're, 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 they're above Arsenal. They're way above Arsenal. But this guy is doing his job to drag Arsenal back to respectability and challenging. And I don't disagree with any of that. Uh, but, but it's still... And it, it's any interest in how different it is, Rob. How different it is, this mm. Arsenal. With, with, against 10 men, you would expect Arsenal to, to possess and to make them yeah. run around. Um, so he is, doing it, again, he yeah. is doing it in a mm. different way yeah. with different sort of players, different tactics, mm. different substitutions, all very different to Arsenal yeah. Wenger. But it does beg the question to me, Rob, why didn't Arsenal control that more? Is it purely his, his kind of philosophy of, I'm not bothered about Gus going out there and getting another goal. We're happy just to sit behind the ball. And I, uh, I just, I, I, I thought there was something about him that, 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 that wasn't, Safe, like it didn't. F- I thought no, they, were, they were never not- in control again. They were never he in bought, control. He Even bought Urzel on, I think, to try and get some more ball, and thought, you know, they're down to ten men, so we can get him on the ball a little bit. Maybe, you know, not as much defensive work. He still, they still didn't get that much possession into him and control the game. I mean, yeah. so honestly, possess- if, you, if you were just watching the game, you would never thought Watford were a man down. No. So they didn't possess to keep the ball no. away, and then and then I, I talk about him different, but they didn't look strong either. Like it wasn't like they got they got right behind the ball, and me and you could come on mm. here and say, "Wow, you know what? Uh, it wasn't." You'd expect them to possess it, but there was no way they were getting broken down because they were so strong defensively. But they weren't. They, so, the, of course, the, the three points is what's all yeah, important. Absolutely, and and that guy in front of Bamiyang, I'm a I'm a massive fan of him. Yeah. I just think he's a brilliant goal scorer. I think did I write this? Note? Yeah, twenty. He's had twenty six starts by the way for his eighteen. Yeah. Twenty six starts. I think that's fewer than all the others at the top of the charts. Yeah. He didn't. He, he's been out the side and he's still got eighteen goals. So he he's excellent. Of course, they've got some good players. It's just they haven't quite got it figured out away from home. Maybe mm. it's in their minds a little bit. Um, it's it just you think wow. 
10 men, this should be comfy for, for Arsenal, but it wasn't. Um, but again, we've said for other teams, so let's yeah, say again for yeah, Arsenal, who absolutely. cares? Who cares? This at this stage point, of season, when we're mid-April, yeah. it's about results, yeah. isn't it? It's about results yeah. being in, in, ahead. They've got 66 points dropped. That's three more than they got all season last season. Yeah. They're in the top four. They haven't been You're in the, in the right right top four for the last yeah. two years. They're in yeah. the right direction. I still think that there's plenty of work to be do, plenty of tinkering to do. Some players have to be brought into that football club, but... In mm. terms of Unai Emery, I think Arsenal got a good one there. If I was Me you, too. I'd hang on to him and, yeah. and support him because I think, given, given the right tools, that Arsenal will be back fighting again for, for top four. So, as ever, mate, we're, we're coming to the end. A little mention for a big game tomorrow down at the other end of the table. Brighton play Cardiff. That's 2.45 on NBCSN. A huge game. I mean, wow. Brighton got tanked for Abdel at the weekend I mean I don't know what happened to them Cardi yeah. fighting for their lives um, had one or two decisions go against them Neil Warnock's men will realise this is a great opportunity to yeah. close the this gap to two this points two points between them and Cardiff if they lose eight points between uh, sorry them and, and Brighton if they lose eight points between the two if Brighton win this is it this is their season in, in one game and um, we'll have to see how that one, that one goes from the Amex Stadium just one more thing for you to look out as well. If you're looking for more Premier League analysis, you can watch our tactic session. That's myself, Robbie Musto and Carl Marcino, where we break down a key play from each match week. This weekend, we took the opportunity to look at Mo Salah's wonder strike against Chelsea. So check that out. Search Premier League tactic session on YouTube and we'll be breaking down one of those plays from here till the end of the season. So that's it from us. As ever, we want to hear from you, our listeners. So download the two Robbies on Apple Podcasts, rate and review the show and let us know what you think. On a weekend when Manchester City and Liverpool go toe-to-toe at the top, Cardiff and Brighton, they're desperate not to drop. And Emery is doing all he can to make Tottenham the top four team. Look out for our midweek Euro potty as we'll reflect back on the quarterfinals of the Champions League where both Manchester teams have got work to do and Chelsea and Arsenal attempt to make it to the Europa League semi-finals. I'm Earl, he's Musto together with his two Robbies. Thanks for listening. And it's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.